a Matsugai must die. This is MJ. I love Tokusatsu, and right now I want to talk about Kamen Rider Zero One, episode twenty-four. This happens to be MJ Loves Toku episode forty-two. I find that little mirroring, rhyming, palindroming exciting. Anyway, these episode or this episode, just like the last one, was written by Minato Takano and directed by Satoshi Moroda. I have to say, I very much liked both the writing and the directing, although. As far as I uh, I know, uh, there are multiple directors on these shows, and the named one typically is the action director who directs the fight scenes. I don't know if they do all of the shots as well. Uh, I, I hear that there's you know a, another director who helps with those sorts of things at times as well. But then again, I don't know about the whole production thing. So here we are. Uh, I have been touched by the will of the arc. <laughs> Uh, and uh, become incensed at the malice of a human and uh, now want to destroy him. So, interestingly, uh, Amatsu guy up to this point, I've been more concerned with what he's doing, with uh, like what his overall plan is, and with how he is able to justify himself and act as if he is noble in his intentions because of how dirty he has been how uh, I don't mind people who break the rules. I'm not one of those uh, rules are meant to be broken people because rules are actually meant to be followed for very specific reasons uh, and for very specific outcomes. I just I think I reject most rules um, <laughs> on principle, but there are certain rules that you don't violate. And uh, the basic rules I live by, uh, I guess, besides like, you know, the Ten Commandments, like at the root of things is really like, you know, do not do, uh, okay, so there's the golden rule, I, I think most people know that, do unto others as you would have others do unto you, and then there's the inverse golden rule, which actually comes from, who does that come from, is that Gamal, uh, is that Hillel, Shammai, I, it's either Hillel or Shammai, this guy goes, this dude, uh, who I believe is a, a Roman or something, goes to one of these Jewish sages, and he says, hey, man, if you can teach me the, your whole Torah on one foot, while I stand on one foot, I'll convert and, you know, be like a great Jew or whatever, right? So the guy stands on one foot. He goes to one of these guys. There were these two dudes, Hillel and Shemai, and one of them was like very severe and the other was kind of like more into outreach. Uh, anyway, um, they were kind of like equal opposites. It's kind of like, a you know, Tokusatsu, uh, you know, hot-blooded red who's, you know, happy and loves people. And then the, uh, you know, the blue or the black ranger who's, uh, you know, kind of salty. That's That's what these guys were kind of like. Anyway on the same team, just, you know, different perspectives. Anyway, so one guy chases the guy away and, uh, like, attacks him with a broom or a stick or something like that, and the guy runs, and then he goes to the other guy, and he's like, oh, these guys. Anyway, so then he, uh, he stands on his foot, and the guy says, do not do that which is hateful to others. That is the whole Torah. Now go and study the rest of his commentary. So, uh, the basic principle is you don't steal things from people. You... Don't uh, attack them unprovoked, and uh, you, you don't you know lie or or uh, you know defraud people. So this whole entire time, Amatsu guy has been lying. He's been defrauding. He's you could sort of say he hasn't been directly attacking people, but in this episode, he directly attacked Angie. He he knocked him down and he slapped one of those uh, Zimetsu Rise belts on him in order to get him to turn into a Ma gear so that he could justify murdering him. And 
That's the same as a dirty cop planning evidence on somebody or saying, he's reaching for his waistband, he's reaching for his waistband, I feared for my life, you know, put the gun down to his, uh, you know, audio recorder on his chest or whatever, uh, as opposed to, um, you know, body camera or, or whatnot. And like, that's, that is so wicked, that is so evil, that scene really turned me against a Matsu guy. And uh, there's been speculation I've been paying attention to people saying like, oh, is he going to turn around? Is he going to be, is he just play a placeholder villain? And for some reason, when they said a placeholder villain, I thought, is he a placeholder villain who will become part of the main team and he'll end up helping them out? I don't know. I really don't want that to happen. If it happens, I'm not going to like gripe about it too much, uh, unless it's super ridiculous. Uh, but this guy needs to have a huge turnaround. And of course I don't want him to die. The, not the actor, not the character, although the actor, dude, he did a phenomenal job being just a smug, arrogant piece of... Hey, uh, that's interesting. Oh, sorry, I got distracted for a second there. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, the actor's doing a very good job with a Matsu guy, and I am super angry at this guy. Uh, although, you know what? Um, I'm going to say I'm mad that he's getting, like, a little spinoff, like the Rise of Kamen Rider Thousand or whatever the heck it's called. I uh, bumped something and messed up my recording. So anyway, the, the Rise of Thouser spinoff thing that's happening. Uh, I don't want to see this guy justified. I don't want to see him turned into a hero. Um, I guess I don't mind seeing his story and how he got from, you know, point A to point genocidal jerk. Um, but yeah, man, I am totally turned against this guy 1000%. I am 1000 against Amatsu guy now. And he better not have a character redemption and if he does, I hope it's very slight and that he dies uh, in order to affect his redemption. And then that's it. That'd be nice. I'd just like to see him be defeated and depowered and um, deloused. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that is, but that's, that's I think that's something nasty. So um, anyway, yeah, I just want to see him. I want to see him get his comeuppance. And like he got trounced this episode and I was so happy that he got trounced by a clear headed uh Aruto Shoto, I mean, President Aruto, um, and that uh, Izu was able to do this whole thing where she, you know, turned Metal Cluster Hopper around. So I really like the idea that Metal Cluster Hopper, it's a cluster of metal hoppers. Yeah. Uh, and that they all have these negative impulses and it's all the negativity that the arc had been fed by a Matsu guy, a human who was talking about all the malice of humans and how bad they are and whatnot. And then this Humagear, who has been treated with love and respect by probably Koronosuke Hiden, um, and certainly by Aruto um, Hiden, or yeah, Aruto. Um, that's, his, that's his given name versus his family name. Anyway, um, so, you know, because of the tenderness and the love and the care and the friendship that Aruto has treated all these different Humagear with, we get this really awesome scene where... She goes around and she orchestrates this whole thing where they infiltrate Metsubo Jinrai, which uh, I think uh, Jango Jose would say that name. I, I don't know. I, I've never pronounced it. I've only seen it out loud. Anyway, but you know who you are, dude. Uh, anyway, um, like, you know, that's a great point. Why does Naruto search for the Ark and, you know, dismantle it or whatever? Well, they didn't quite do that, but they came pretty close. And uh, it was enough for me because they went and they stole the Metal Cluster Hopper information from there. And you had, you know, Subaru, or Subaru, is it the guy? The, the space guy? I, I don't know all the, everybody's names. But, like, you had all these human gear acting together. Uh, all these people who had been helped in a very real way, in a very dramatic way, by Aruto through all these different circumstances. And who he had defended and stood up for. And uh, because of that, 
they have all these positive vibes towards him and they're able to supplant, to take over, to overwrite basically the negative impulses uh, from the Ark that are, you know, poisoning and, and clouding his judgment basically. And they're able to, you know, get it. Uh, I, I mean, you, you watch the episode, you know exactly what happened. I'm just describing the mechanics of it, you know, kind of slowly and spelling it out to just say like how beautiful that concept is that you can overcome the power of hate. You can overcome malice with love and with positivity. And that's the stuff I love out of Common Rider. Uh, as much as I enjoy uh, the, you know, Kaizo Ningen and the, uh, you know, Kaijin and which I'm not confusing that with Kaiju. It's, it's you know, the monsters and, uh, you know, the mutants for black RX or, you know, black and, and then, you know, like crisis empire and black RX and like all these different things, you know, the motorcycle, the, you know, the cool tough guyness, the macho-ness, like all these really great things that you don't necessarily get in modern common Rider. Um, and that's not a dig against anybody. Just, you know, you got like these 18 year old guys, uh, 18 year old waifs and, you know, versus like, you know, some of the more, you know, beefier guys in the seventies. Not that they were all beefy. Some of them were really skinny, but you know, and if the strength doesn't necessarily matter or the, the body composition, but it, you know, does to some degree. Uh, but then again, these are, you know, children's fantasy shows. So you can suspend your disbelief in a lot of those areas. Anyway, my point is while the, uh, content is different and while the style is different, uh, I really appreciate the more modern aesthetics of Kamen Rider where, yeah, they're using the power of the evil guy or the bad guys uh, for good. That's incredible. That's great. Uh, just ask Marvel. Marvel, they love that. But more than that, it's they're taking those same impulses. They're taking the same inputs and they're filtering it a different way. And they're saying, you know what? I don't have to be like you. I don't have to be like you, Amatsu guy. Uh, these human gear don't have to be like the Ark Wills where they're, you know, malefic. Uh, we can choose to treat each other a different way and we can choose to act in a different way and we can choose to preserve and defend and protect life all life uh even though even your unworthy life because you're you know such a jerk uh and i just love that attitude um it, it made me so scared so upset i honestly was very emotional when the blue beetle whatever that angie got turned into when Umatsu guys spun him around and put him as a human shield, I thought, oh no, a human gear shield. Hmm. Anyway, uh, I was just like really upset. And then uh, he cured him and and that was just so awesome. And that was something I loved. Uh, so this is Yuya Takahashi in X-Aid late uh, in X-Aid. There's something kind of similar, but it's very much purposeful and the characters know what's happening, uh, which... I don't know if it makes it better or worse, but I like that it's different in the two shows written by the same guy. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's really cool. And I've been waiting for, uh, for, um, for zero one to be able to heal and restore the Magir to regular old human gear. And he was able to, and it was just so lovely. And I was glad to see that Angie was fine, especially like he had a really cool, like, it was funny. Like he, he's this humor actor. He's such a good actor. I thought like, oh man, the priest, he's been touched by the evil of the Ark and he's going to join. And then I was like, well, but he's not really a priest. Is he? Isn't he? And then, oh yeah, he is the actor humor gear. And, uh, he straight up, <laughs> like, I love the way he turned it around on a matsu guy. Amatsu guy's like, did you trick me? And he's like, well, I am an actor. Come on, dude. Anyway. So that was really great. But then, so I had a very strong, like they did a really good job setting up like the emotional tie to Angie specifically and then seeing him put in peril, um, you know, completely turned me against guy, any, any shred of sympathy or, or hope or whatever I had for the guy just flew out the window. And then when the dastardly, uh, devil threw 
the human gear in front of him, and, you know, Angie, I, I was just so upset, and then, oh, no, he got saved. Whew. So, this episode was an emotional roller coaster. I loved it. Uh, I'm sorry I kind of dissed, um, oh, man, I don't have his name in front of me anymore. Uh, Minato Takano, is that the name of the writer? Maybe? Yes? No? I paused real quick and confirmed, yes, Minato Takano. Thank you very much. Good work. Nice writing. Uh, Moroda, great directing. This was a fabulous episode, and I'm really excited for what's coming next. Ah, but I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. MJ Loves Toku can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Check out mjmunoz.com for more uh, my other review series, another writer cast, where I sample all the Heisei writers from Kuga to Z... Talk about Mobile Fighter G Gundam every single episode. Really great show. Uh, Going Ultra, where I discuss Ultraman, and my other channel slash podcast slash whatever, Swinging Through Comics, where I talk about Marvel comics mostly. Uh, I did talk about Skullman there, and I am going to be talking about another Ishinomori comic, uh, kind of a different weird animal special one um, soonish. So you can look forward for that. Um, I also have writing projects over there on mjmunoz.com. If you love what I do and want to support me, my coffee and Red Bull accounts have you covered. Relevant links below. If you had a good time, like, share, and leave a comment. Subscribe and ring that bell to uh, stay current on my uh, weekly Zero One reviews. And remember, you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero. So, speaking of you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero, how heroic was Izu and all those human gear putting themselves on the line in danger? Like, they've all got jobs to do, uh... But uh, they all stopped what they were doing to help this dude who's helped them. And, oh, man, just so, so friggin' good. Like, the heroic elements of what these human gear were doing were so cool. And you just, like, a dude you know, who's good at computers. You need a guy who's good at drilling and hammering and, you know, the construction guy. He's just like, oh, I'm going to, you know, use my skills to take care of this. And it's just, it's so cool. Like, the the lifting up, the elevating of the mundane into the heroic is very... Uh, man, very exciting to me, and it's it's really great, and I thought it was just such a great, they did such a good job. It, it helped that they had, like, triumphant horns, you know, um, playing over the action of these guys, you know, doing the heroic stuff, but uh, it was it was really cool. So, uh, I have on the Redbubble, <clears throat> uh, if you're looking at the screen, you should be able to see this, uh, I have a couple uh, tokusatsu designs. I have a Battle Hopper uh, with, like, Kamen Rider Black's co colors behind him, uh, you can get a shirt or a sticker or whatever. And then I have uh, just uh, like the logo for the show. And I'm probably going to try to add more of those. If you want a specific, if you like the idea of that uh, Battle Hopper uh, bike thing, uh, I was planning on doing that for the other riders. But I was probably going to do like the most popular riders first and then just kind of branch out from there and maybe do every single common rider because, you know, why not? Uh Every writer is somebody's favorite, and, you know, they might appreciate that sort of thing, so I might do that. Let me know if you're interested. 